Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. All right, you guys know... I know we have a lot of stuff to go over today, because I'm actually not the one giving you all the message. It's Pastor Papa, my dad. Um, but you guys know about the stuff going on in Ukraine, right? Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit about that. And I wanted to read from Psalms. I'm used to my scripture just being like a click away. Now i got to actually look it up. Psalm 37. You know, when I'm at home, though, I actually read out of my paper Bible. There's just something, something about it. I don't know. I can't explain it. But in Psalm 37, verse 12 through 15, this is what the Lord's been speaking to me this week about the situation there. And it says, The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs. (laughs) He just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But their their swords will stab their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. I believe that's the Lord's word over this situation and how we help the people of Ukraine, our our fellow believers, the body of Christ that's over in Ukraine as we stand in prayer for them and declare these things over them that the wicked will be destroyed in Jesus' name. And that nonsense is going to stop. It's got to stop. And pray for protection for them. And that really that they just have the boldness to stand up for who their faith is in, their God, that they don't run off in fear, but that they stand up and say, I know who's protecting me and I know who my God is. So let's pray for them right now. Lord, we lift up the people of Ukraine to you. We lift up the believers, the body of Christ that is over there. We ask you to empower them with the Holy Spirit. Give them strength. Give them courage to take a stand in this evil day and trust that your goodness will come and defeat evil. And we call for evil to be defeated in Jesus' name. Right now, we come against the plan of the enemy. We cause it. We tell it to cease. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We bind the plan of the enemy. We tell it to stop in Jesus' name. You cannot go any further. God, confuse the enemy. Confuse those who are cooperating with the enemy that they don't even know what they're doing anymore. Cause it to fall apart in Jesus' name. Everybody who agrees with that, say amen. Amen. We also need to pray for Paul. You guys know Janet Pashong. Her husband had some back surgery. I think it's been a week ago now, and he's in rehab, but he's having a lot of pain. So I want us to stand together in agreement that that pain's got to go. So in Jesus' name, we speak to that pain. We command it to go because Jesus already took care of that. He already took care of it. So pain, leave his body in Jesus' name. And the peace of God, guard his heart, guard his mind, and help him to walk through this recovery process with ease and with grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Now's the time, Dad. I want to introduce you to our founding pastor, my dad, Mark Young. He's going to come up and give us the word today. I'm excited. Woo-hoo-hoo. Amen. All right. My mic's on. Way you go, guys. We all have a story in here. We all do. But that song is so overwhelming that we just sang. And we may want them to sing it at the end again to kind of get what the real, the real true statement of what that song is about. Uh, the Holy Spirit is overwhelming in this place this morning. I don't know if you can, if you can sense His presence or not, but 
Um, I don't know if I will ever be able to stay on a sermon track that I have written down. I don't know if I've ever done that. I don't know if I'm going to do it this morning. I don't mean to tell you, I'm not going to take a lot of your time or anything. But God wants you to listen this morning. And He wants me to listen this morning. Would you go in the bathroom and get me about three paper towels? Because I'm going to need them. We all have a story. And when you listen to that song of what Jesus has really done for you, it makes everything that you're going through right now look so very little. Because what He's already done, what He's already, where He's already put you, what He already calls you, His child, His son, His daughter, no matter what you're going through in life, there's nothing greater than who you are right now. There's nothing. I believe it's John that says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So Jesus has been here all along. It goes on to say, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined through darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend. What does the word comprehend mean? The darkness could not even understand. The darkness could, the darkness could not overcome the light that comes from Jesus. He could, couldn't overcome it. So if you were to shine a light through the darkness that Jesus brings to us, it would continue completely through the dark. You know, if you shine a flashlight, it's, the light is, go, is going to eventually end. The light that lives inside of you right now will never end. Thank you, Jesus, for that blood applied. Let's just, let's just thank Him right now. Stand up with me, would you? Let's just stand up right now. You know, if, if, if praise is a little uncomfortable for you, don't even, don't even be concerned about the person next to you. Don't even be concerned. Let's just close our eyes. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just, just close our eyes right now. Put your, head, put your hands up in the air if you want to. And Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for that blood that's been applied. Oh, Father, I think about all the mistakes and, the, and all the dumb things that I've done and every time I think about the blood that was applied for me, it's just so overwhelming. Because I was such a wretch. I was so much of a mess. And now who am I? Who am I? You have made me who I am today and everybody that's in here that's born again. You have made them who they are Today, where they stand, that's who you are. You look at them and you don't see their mistakes and their problems and everything that they're going through, Father. You see them as a child. You see them as your child, your son, your daughter. Oh, Father, we thank you for that blood in Jesus' name. All the people said, 
Amen. Before you sit down, you know what I'm going to make you do. Repeat after me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Put your hands up. Come on, put your fist up in the air like this. Let's, let's just talk to the devil. Let's tell him. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a brand new creation in him. I have now approached the presence of God with no condemnation of sin. Now put your finger on your noggin like this. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, what belongs to him? Now give him a shout this morning. Let him know who you are. Amen. You can be seated. Remember, the devil will want you to fail. His number one objective in your life is to watch you fail. And he will put everyone and everything in front of you to make sure that you fail. Everything he can do, he will do to make sure that you do not follow the plan that God has for you. He will do anything. Anything. But you see, God has already set a plan out for you. And all you have to do is listen. You're not waiting for God to do something for you. You are not waiting for God to move. Don't pray for God to move. He's already moved. We listen to what God has, and that's how we live it out. And the only person that's going to keep you from living what God has for you, guess who? Is you, is me. Now, we're going through all kinds of crud right now. Oh, man, whoa. We're going through all kinds of stuff in this world. This, you know, this, it just seems like it's gotten crazier as the years go by. You think back about the 60s. Anybody, anybody born in the six, uh, around in the 60s? You, I see a group over here. You, the 60s were a crazy time, weren't they? 70s? But there's just something completely nuts about what's going on right now. And we look at it and we think, where is this coming from? Listen, folks. It's in, much of this is in the spirit world. And the devil is trying to destroy everything that he possibly can before a revival takes place. And a revival is coming. Don't be telling everybody, oh, this is the end. Because it's not. The end revival hasn't even happened yet. We haven't even seen the great move of God that's coming. It's coming. And it may look like right now that we are completely lost. It looks like World War III is coming. No matter what comes, God is greater than anything that could happen. Are you listening this morning? There is no sense at all in being worried about Russia. There is, no, there is, no, there is nothing there. There is no sense at all to God. 
to be concerned about any kind of virus that may go anywhere and everywhere in the world. Because there's nothing greater than what is inside you right now. And for a believer to be concerned and worried about the things that are going on in this world shows our lack of faith. Come on now, don't preach me down here. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. Because you know it is true just as much as I do that for a believer to be worried is not even in us. Do you understand that? And it brings me back. I started thinking this week. It brings me back to those, those people that we know real well that escaped from Egypt from that bondage thing. Y'all know who I'm talking about? The Hebrew children, the children of Israel. Y'all remember that story? How many of you saw the Ten Commandments? All three of you. <laughs> Well, everybody knows that story. So let me just kind of, let me just make a quick summary. They got out of bondage, right? They left Egypt. Moses took them. They started off on this journey that should have lasted about, I don't know, six weeks to the promised land. You remember that? How long did it take them to get to the promised land? 40 years. Now, I've heard all kinds of stories about this, and I heard one this week that... Uh, they actually made it in just a few days and they couldn't go in because of their attitude. Well, whether they wandered around for 40 years after or before they found it, it doesn't really make any difference, does it? Because it took 40 years to go in. But I want to bring a verse or two up to you and remind us about going around in the wilderness do you guys like the wilderness? Has, that ever, has anybody ever been in the wilderness? Why was you in the wilderness? Well, let me give you one word today. This is the only thing we're going to do today. Let me give you this word. The word for today is possession. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you possessed? <laughs> Possession. Somebody give me the definition. Give me a good definition of possession. Anybody? Say that again. Indwell. Anybody? Huh? Say it again. Mm. Possession. Now, Hollywood shows possession as, well, you guys were already thinking about it because you're afraid, you were afraid to ask your wife if she was possessed just now. I saw it. <laughs> So Hollywood looks at possession a little bit different, but do you know that you're possessed right now? Oh, very good. He said, by the Spirit of God. Every born-again believer in here is possessed by the Spirit of God. Whether you think you are or whether you feel like it or not. You're possessed by the Spirit. The Spirit of God goes with you everywhere you go. The Spirit of God wants to make, help you make decisions every day, but it's up to you whether you let Him, whether you allow Him to help you make decisions. 
You can't just sit there, stand there, and say, okay, God, take care of it for me. There's a little work involved in living. Now, let me make a bold, bold statement this morning, because I never make them. Right now, right now is the worst life you will ever live. The life you're living right now is the worst life you're ever going to live. Some of you are going, what do you mean by that? Because when you leave this place, your life is going to be perfect. You cannot, you are going to laugh at the devil so much. You might as well start right now. Talking to you in the blue shirt. You know, that's, that's Anthony's dad right there. Is that right? You might as well start laughing right now. The devil cannot defeat you. No, he can't. Ha! You might as well just laugh about it. There is no way that the devil is going to defeat you in anything. Do you realize when we leave this world, we will live in the greatest place that was ever made for us. Death has no sting. There is no reason to be concerned and worried about dying. Nothing. Nothing. You're laughing at him right now on the inside because he can't defeat you. He gets in your mind and he tells you this is what it's gonna, this is what's gonna happen. This is it. That, that, that. No. Don't you listen to a word that the devil is trying to tell. I don't really know a whole lot about what I'm talking about here. I, I haven't talked to you in a long time. But listen, don't you be concerned about what the devil tries to put in your mind. You've already won. You may be here another 50 years. You may not, but you've already won. You cannot be defeated. There's no way, Jose. No way. You got a couple of verses for me I want to put up there? The first one? Maybe you'll put the right one up. We'll see. There it is. There's that word, possess. Let's read that. Then the Lord said to me, Arise, begin your journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So here we have these people, they were, they're leaving bondage, but they never really got out of bondage for 40 years. Here was a group of people that had been saved. Old Testament way, right here. But they were still in bondage when they left. Why? Why did it take 40 years? Did you ever think about that? Why did it take 40 years? How, why, how, how could anybody who was saved still walk in wilderness? What? Doubt of what? But look, we know that story that, that he, he helped them. He, was, he helped them that entire 40 years. He fed them. He guided them. But they still lived in doubt. 
Then I got to thinking when I was reading that. What do you think this world would be like if all born-again believers took hold and said, I ain't doubting no more. I ain't living in fear no more. We didn't just sing it. We really lived it. Fear doesn't live here no more. I'm scared to death about what Rush is going to do. Fear doesn't live here no more. Your word has spoken. Oh my gosh, did you see the news yesterday? Your word means healing to me. I feel terrible. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh you know, God sees your heart so much. You are such a quiet, quiet little thing. <laughs> and it, you know, it just bothers me how polite he is because I've never been able to get there. <laughs> we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. But God sees your heart and he's, he, you have such a strong heart, such a strong um you have such a strong capability on the inside of you, and you care for people so much, which is really, uh, it's not unheard of these days, but there's not much of that left, because you, you honestly, truly care for people. And God is going to reward you for that. God's going to reward you for that. If He hasn't started already, and I see it just all over you. You're just like, there's just, there's just a presence of God all over you, and yet you don't, you know, you don't make a spectacle of yourself. You don't say a whole lot. You don't, you know, God loves you so much, and He just wants you to know this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You just feel the presence of God on you. I feel it all over you. You just... Just feel the presence of God all over you. Man, He loves you so much. <sighs> Amen. Ooh. Well, you guys just walk over here and you can feel it. Yeah. So I said to myself, what if... Okay, there are over 2 billion of us in the world, born-again believers, over 2 billion. What if 2 billion believers decided to make a difference? Revival. And I was thinking about that as I was, I was just, Kevin, I'm just thinking about it, man. I'm just going, what if... What if this happened? And God said, you're getting ready to see it. Somebody said that earlier this morning. I don't know who that was. Was that Cade? Whoever said that? Beth? We're getting ready to see what's getting ready to take place. The devil has been working overtime to stop it. And he can't, he can't, he can't stop it. There's no way. 
It's already taken place. And all we need to do is grab on and run with it. You know, the Lord said, you have grown so much. And this woman has been good for you. Most of the time. (laughs) You have grown so much and the Lord just wants you to keep on asking. That's all he said to me, sorry. But he just wants to remind you to keep on asking. Amen? Amen. Stand bold and do not worry. Do not, do not worry about, don't be concerned about money. Don't be concerned about popularity. God says, I've got a hold of this and you watch me work. Amen. You do what you know to do and then let God do the rest because he's smarter than you are. And he's definitely smarter than him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What if the two billion of us took hold of things and said, I'm tired of this and I ain't doing it no more. We're going to make things happen. Put Luke 10, 19 up for me, would you? Those guys back there, they said, oh no, Mark's speaking. We don't even know if we'll even use any of these verses. (laughs) But they said to me this morning, 10, 19. Luke 10, 19. Now, take a look at this. Read this for me, Ben. Behold, I have given you the authority to trample and serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah. Has, any ever, has any of you ever been stung? Have you ever been stung by a scorpion? Huh? Huh? Have you been? Sandy's been stung by a scorpion out at our place. We send all the scorpions to Sandy's house. <laughs> Getting stung by a scorpion hurts. I've been stung by, by a scorpion probably three times since I've lived out in the Ulagal ways of all that rock. And a scorpion sting hurts, y'all. Kind of like a yellow jacket or a big red wasp. Something like that. Have you ever been stung by a tarantula? Have you ever been bit by a tarantula? Huh? One time a tarantula came into the garage when Cade was still at home and Cade jumped six feet in the air. I remember the day. Huh? You set a tarantula on fire. She said she set a tarantula on fire and it screamed like a girl. (laughs) Behold, I give you the authority to trample. What is trample? Stomp on. I give you the authority to step on scorpions. And scorpions are really demonic forces is what we're talking about here. Do you realize there's not even one demonic force that's greater. Looky here, you've got the two best looking boys. I mean, really you do. And there's some things that you're going to go through as you watch them grow up. 
Gina and I were just talking about you the other day. We were praying for you because your boys are good-looking boys. And you know what? The devil's going to be after them. But you know what? You are a praying mama. Ask Beth. She's got like 19 kids, and she prays for all of them. You are a praying mama, and you continue to pray. And even though they may look a little odd sometimes, and they act like they don't like you, yeah. you're going to find out, they're going to find out that you are the most important person in their life. Amen. You just got to do a little bit of slapping around every now and then. <laughs> you know how that is. I've been slapping you around for years, and things still haven't happened a whole lot. But they will. God is so powerful. And if we were to take 2 billion people and start shining that light through the darkness, what could we get done? Really? Now, Cade mentioned the Azusa Street Revival. How many people actually have heard of that? Quite a few. Did you know that they met mainly in horse barns? By the way, there was no air conditioning back then in a horse barn. There may be now, I don't know. They'd meet in horse barns and the, the popularity of that revival was so strong that people would pack those horse barns out it would be 100, 110, 120 degrees in the buildings. People would be looking through the windows because there was no space on the inside of those buildings. The preacher would get up, sit. This is true, okay? I'm not making this up. The people would, the, the pastor would get up, stand in front of his pulpit, and not say a thing. He would stand in front of the pulpit and begin praying in the Spirit. There were times when there was no sermon. And the Spirit of God moved in those places so strongly, as Cade said, limbs grew back. People were delivered from demonic forces. Things happened that still should be happening today. But I'm here to tell you, folks, out of those two billion people, there are several of those two billion people that are afraid to watch God move. We're just plain afraid to watch it move. What's going to happen in here? If somebody grows an arm back, what's going to happen in here if somebody gets new teeth? because I want to be the first one. <laughs> What's going to happen if here, in here if we deliver people from demonic forces? What's going to happen? Are you going to freak out and not come back next Sunday? Because this place should pack out. We are getting ready to learn that the church has nothing to do with the building. One time I was preaching in a, in a barn structure on a mountain in the Philippines. They asked me to preach and they said, Pastor Mark, 
There's a demonic man that lives in this village and every time we come up here, he yells and screams at us. He won't come in the building, but he yells and screams at us as we're preaching. So I need you to be prepared. They told me before I even started. This was in a barn, hay on the floor. People were coming from all over the mountain. There's probably 100 people that showed up in that barn. There was a World War II Japanese airplane that had, that had crash-landed, and it was still up on the mountain, and they showed it to me. That's how far up in the mountain that I was. As soon as I started preaching, I was just, I, I didn't even think about him, and I just started preaching, and I was walking around that barn, and sure enough, here he comes. Here he comes. He was out there in his own language. I couldn't understand a word he was saying, but he was just chattering at me yelling and screaming and standing at the door and waving at me as I was preaching. They were all about to, you know, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we gonna? They were really kind of embarrassed about it. And as he was doing it, he just kept going on and on. And so I turned around and I walked over to him. And I said, come right on in. You can just sit down and listen. And he did. He walked in, sat down on the floor, and didn't say another word. Now, I can't actually tell you if he got saved that day. But I can guarantee you that the demons were mad. Because that guy had done something that he had never done. He came in to a service where the Word of God was spoken. So we read verses like this. And it's talking about us. It's actually talking about you. It's talking about you, Jody. It's talking about Summer. It's talking about Jason. It's talking about Michelle. It's talking about all the rest of you in here that we have the power to tread upon. But we don't know how to possess the land. We have to know how to possess. Everybody say possess. We have to know how to possess the land before we can tread upon those scorpions. Because you can actually be saved and walk in the wilderness. We've seen it. Oh, Mark, that just hurts my feelings. Well, I don't care. Because it's true. We can actually be saved, born again, going to heaven and be living in the wilderness. We can be sick all the time. We can be worried all the time. We can be dying from all the stuff that's on the inside of us. Still live in the wilderness and be saved. And it's time to stop living in the wilderness, folks. We actually really do not have time to live in the wilderness. We don't have that time. We can't say, well, let's just take a vacation for a while. And then let's just come back to church after that. And then we'll get started. Some of y'all have been on vacation for 20 years. Come on. Don't lose me here. Don't let me lose you. God's still talking. God's still talking. God wants you to, God, listen, God wants you to hear. God wants you to change your life. If you need to change your life, He's the only one that can do it. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. 
Yeah, but he'll make me do things that I don't want to. No, he won't. Don't be afraid of what the Spirit of God can do. There are so many of us. Wow, you are one good looking fella. (laughs) Getting ready to get married. Oh, the faithfulness that I've seen out of you. The Lord says, the faithfulness that I've seen from you. The faithfulness over the years. You know, this was the first guy that came to uh, Abiding Word Fellowship Church when we moved over into... You were our first visitor. We thought you was like the greatest thing ever. Well, we know you now. And you still are. God wants you to know the faithfulness that I've seen from you. You know, God knows that you're not perfect. Neither am I. But he's seen the faithfulness and the, and, the, and the work that you do and the things. He's just rewarding you. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. He's just rewarding you. Flapping you around a little bit. <laughs> you ought to see his face. He's just rewarding you with a, he's rewarding you with a good woman. And you're getting ready to marry her. And you know what? Things are going to get better as time moves on. Lord said, let me show you how to live, and I'll show you a better way. Yeah. Because my ways are much better than yours. And I've got some things planned for you. Mm. Lord said, I've got some great things planned for the both of you. And all you got to do is let them happen. Listen to me as I speak, says the Lord, because I have some great things for you. Oh, you got a good life. You got a good life, girl. Amen. Power of God just all over you. Well, one of the, yeah, come on. Ah. Uh. You just go ahead and soak it in because, you know, God loves you so much that He wants the best for you and you've been living in so so much guilt for so long. He's going to release that from you right now. You know, guilt's not a part of your life. Mm -mm. No. No, it's not. Get your hands off of her. Get your hands off of her body right now in Jesus' name. She's a child of God. Devil, you don't have anything on her. Nothing. No, 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 no. Gone right now. That guilt, that resentment, that, that, oh my. It's gone right now. It's gone right now. Amen. Amen. God is good in the neighborhood. Yeah, don't let me scare you because you can't. I, I don't. I've never met you, but you know, sometimes God likes to talk to those people I don't even know, right? He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a strong, strong man. I'm sorry. I just have to do it. <laughs> you are a strong man. The strength, the strength from you just just comes out of you. I have. No, I know nothing about you. But the strength that you have on the inside of you needs to come out. I think that you've said like I have, bef- that, like I have that 
life is, life is almost over. I'm this age, I'm this age, I'm this age. You've got a long time. You've got a long time left. You believe that? And you've got a lot of things to do. Is this your wife? Huh? Yeah. He's got a long, you've got a long time together. Uh, don't let anybody tell you that you don't. You're a beautiful couple, and God wants you to know He's He's been He's been watching you. He's been watching the, He's been watching how you He's been watching the things you do. And let me tell you, He's got some good things for you. So you might as well just let it happen. Just might as well just lay hands on you right now and just. Well, Father, I don't know anything about this man, but oh, he's a man of God. He hasn't done everything right. He hasn't done everything perfect. But God, you just you just uh, restore the things that needs to be restored on the inside of him. Father, let them let let the both of them live in love. Father, I just I see a I see a relationship growing stronger instead of weaker. In the older years, it's going to go stronger. Ooh, boy, it's going to be a good one. Amen. 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 Well, God is good. All the time. All the time. I'm ready for some things to happen. I'm tired of, I'm, you know, I'm tired of the church making fun of other people. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of bickering. I'm tired of, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of that stuff because it's hurt the church more than anything. Just because somebody doesn't think like you doesn't mean that you condemn them in the way they think. I've got a really, I've got a, a good old friend that I went to high school with. He's in a gospel quartet. Anybody know what gospel quartet is? <laughs> Greatest thing ever. Greatest kind of music ever. Yeah, never mind. He said on Facebook the other day, he said, we've been going to all these places. We've been going to all these churches and we ran out of churches. And so somebody invited us to a bar to sing gospel Music. And everybody was going, oh, you brave thing. Posting on, oh, you brave thing. You went in the bar. You brave souls. None, 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 none. I said, isn't that where you're supposed to be going? And he just liked it. Guys, if we don't go where we're called to go, we're never going to be able to reach the promised land. Because if you read the Bible right, it's up to us when Jesus comes back because we have to reach the whole world with the gospel before he'll come back. So we got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This person lives on the inside of you right now. Lives on the inside of you right now. And even though 
I'm not perfect and neither are you in your human state. You're going to continue to make mistakes. You're going to continue to have problems. You're going to continue to grow. Don't think that God has left you because you're having problems. Don't you ever think that somebody has more of the Spirit of God in them than you do because that would make God a respecter of persons. Everybody in here carries the Spirit of God in them right now. Everybody that is born again. And God wants to remind you today of who you are and it's time for the church to get out of the wilderness. There is a great revival coming and we are going to be part of it. We're going to be part of it. It's coming. And he's bringing people out that will you'll just say, I can't believe that that person has anything to do with the revival and we're going to find out those are the people who have been called. He's going to call out the homosexuals. He's going to call out those who are caught up in drugs and alcohol. He's going to call, it, he's going to call out all those who we have said this will never happen through those people and through those people the revival will come. As a church body, we should never reject the ones that just don't look right to us. We should never reject the ones that don't smell good. We should never reject those who carry that colored flag because they will be the ones that will come out of this revival. We will never carry religion with us and get anywhere. It's time to let religion go and let the love of God flow through each and every person in this room. Guys, it is time to get out of the wilderness. Amen? Amen. Stand up with me. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Father, you are so good. Father, you are so good. Father, there is somebody in this room right now that's being delivered from the bondage that they have been in for years and years and years. That bondage, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because your power is greater than anything. That bondage is being broken off of them right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Whatever the devil has set upon you, God wants you to know right now that it is over. It is over. It is over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's done with. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. It doesn't matter what anybody has said to you, done to you. God's word is greater. And it's time to move on. So Father, right now I just, I, I just speak over every person in this room. Because I'm speaking to the church. 
I speak over every person in this room right now that, Father, we just decide that we're going to be part of this revival that's coming. Father, we don't look at this, at this Russia thing, this Russia-Ukraine thing as the end. It could very well be the beginning of the revival. Father, we don't look at all this, uh, uh, all this COVID stuff as the end. It could very well be the beginning of the revival. Father, in Jesus' name, I, I just speak over this church and I say right now that you are bringing up bold and strong. We're not wimpy Christians in this room. We're, we're strong. In Jesus' name, the devil will not overcome any, any of these families in this room. The devil will not overcome any person with sickness in this room. The devil will not overcome this church in any sense, in any way. Father, those who have been away from the church for so long are coming back in Jesus' name. Coming back right now. This is a call to them this morning. In Jesus' name, we will stand, we will be bold, we will see the revival happen. It will happen through us. It will happen through all churches who make the decision right now that this is who we are and the devil has no stand. We will tread upon the serpents. We will tread upon those demonic forces. They will not have a hold of our families they will not have a hold of our church. They will not have a hold of our bodies. In Jesus' name, this is who we are. It is what we decree. In Jesus' name, the word of God is over everything in your life. The word of God is over everything in your life. The word of God is stronger than anything that has ever come upon you and ever will come upon you. In Jesus' name, Father, we speak over each and every person in this room the boldness and the strength that we already have on the inside of us. It's time to come out. A whole new meaning of coming out of the closet. It's time for Christians to come out of the closet and stop hiding in Jesus' name. It's time. It's time. Listen to the Lord when he speaks to you this morning. It is time for you to get out of that fear and get into the boldness that he has called you to. You will find a boldness in your speech that you have never had before. You will find a boldness in your walk that you have never had before. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you right now. You are going to speak to thousands. You will use exactly what the devil tried to put upon you and you will watch thousands of women change their lives simply because you said no. Thousands. Thousands. You will talk to thousands simply because you said no, devil, you don't have a hold of me and you don't have a hold of my marriage. 
And you're going to stand right there with her and say, wow, that's my woman. Hallelujah. 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 Are you all right? Huh? You all right? Well, I just speak the power of God on you. If you think you want to be on a school board, you're going to stand up there and you're boldly going to tell them. This is what the word of God says. And you're not going to be concerned about what somebody else is thinking about you. Don't you shut that face up. You say, hey, this is what God says. And this is what we're going to do. Boom. Talking to you too, girl. It's time to be bold and strong and say, this is who I am. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, I just thank you that you've given me the time to stand up here and speak what you have had for me to say to them. And Father, I pray that they take this home and they, they don't forget about it. They don't, they're not going to go home and say, wow, Mark sure is loud. We're sure glad he didn't speak too long. That they take this and say, this is who I am and I will stand boldly. I will stand boldly. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dad. You know, I love that you shared that scripture in Deuteronomy, possess the land. That's, the Lord's been saying that to me since 2020. Possess the land, possess the land. I didn't know what it means, and I possess the land. And then I read Psalm 37, and I go through and I underline every time it says that. It says it four times. It says, those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land. The godly will possess the land and live there forever. He will honor you by giving you the land. That's the fifth time. I didn't say possess the land. He said he's going to give it to you. And I, this morning I had a vision of each and every person in this room that has a calling on their life. You have land to possess you have areas of culture to possess. There's people around you that you need to go possess that land so that you can affect their life for the kingdom of God. You have to go out and you have to do it knowing that you're a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Go out and conquer like you're, you're this mighty woman going into this battle to defeat the enemy. And you will defeat him and you will possess the land. And that goes for every person in here. You are mighty in battle because of who's inside of you. So get out there and possess the dang land. I feel like that's where the Lord is right now. He's like, would you possess the dang land like I told you to? How many times I got to tell you, possess the land. Get out there and do it. Do it. Amy, do it. Possess the land. Possess that state of representatives position that you're going for. Possess it. It's yours. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.